Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Delaney. So what? Uh, this is the Yesterday's Hero Odyssey. It continues. Uh, maybe it'll be over soon. Maybe it won't. I think this is episode 24. We've almost done this for six months. This is ridiculous. Let's bring this to an end within three weeks, please, Sam. Can we can we vote to do that? Yesterday's Hero? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, I've got an emergency thing to flag oh, that just came in breaking news. Yeah. This might slow us down a All bit, right. but I, I can't, I cannot wait until Friday's free to air episode right? to break this news because it's too big. My mum's in the Isle of Wight. <laughs> she had to go on the like 4am ferry because the boiler man's coming round or some shit. Okay. I don't know. She fucking more or less live texts me throughout these things, mm-hmm. right? Um, so she's got there and they, they've they been up so early that her and the osteopath Rob McDonald decided to have a nap when they got there, yeah. right? Because they've been up so early. She's texting me the following. She's on, Rod's mumbling on about saving livestock. I don't know what he's on about. Hey. Next thing I know, there's a fucking great crow flying around the bedroom. It came down the chimney while we were having a kick. Rod could hear it scrabbling about. Anyway, it flew out the window now. It has fucked off back to its mates. Right? Crow in your house. Yeah. That is a fucking serious situation. The house in the Isle of Wight is tiny, so it's not easy to hide from a crow. And the smaller the space, the more panicked the bird will be. I've said to my mum, I said, listen, the, it happened, I'm not, what has happened to you is traumatic and you need to process it. Mm. I was in our old house, first house I had in Barnes, a very small house, right? I was in there on my own one day and I heard scrabbling, scrabbling, scrabbling mm. in the chimney and I thought, what the fuck's all this? And then all of a sudden a bird, it was a sparrow, yeah, fucking just flew out and they go berserk because they're thinking... That, yeah, well, they're a bit like that. Oh, I can't, where the fuck am I? What's this? Ah! <laughs> where, Why is there walls where's all the around me? sky gone? Ah! I'm a fucking bird. I need to be free. What's this? It smells funny in here. Right, and it went berserk, and I absolutely shat myself, right? <laughs> I leapt up. Thank God I was in the house on my own. Yeah. I leapt up, and I ran upstairs to the bedroom, and I shut the door. <laughs> and then... Uh, and I could hear it going fucking mad. That was it. Banging they off the window. mad, right? I thought, fuck. Um, and so what I did was I, I went onto Twitter and I said, there's a bird in my fucking house. How do I get it out? Mm. 
and it was brilliant because someone told me this great technique mm. uh, which is go and outside and cover up the window because what it kept doing was flying into the kitchen window so again and again the silly sky. cunt yeah. birds don't understand the concept of glass yeah right everything about glass is a mental thing it's like what cunt thought let's get a load of sand and melt it and then let it dry and, and see then what I'll happens look through it <laughs> see if we can see through it might hey, be able to here's the thing I got, I got an idea it's for a start up right in those days they still called them start ups I got a great idea for a tech start up what is it see all that sun down on the beach right I've got it in me not that if we got a load of it heated it up fucking mega hot like white hot yeah sort of melted it and then let it dry out I reckon we could see through it <laughs> Yeah, and how are we going to monetize that? Don't know. Sell it to people if they need a if wall wanna, that you can see if through. Want to look through things at stuff? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> people are always it's, wanting to look through it's things, just aren't a they? Startup, but they can't. It'll work itself out the more we do it, and we sell. We sell. Yeah, you got to pivot. You you got to just keep going and see what happens. So anyway, the first thing is get that sand, get a wheelbarrow, get the sand, and we'll chuck it in the fire and start <laughs> melting it. <laughs> Right, and then in time we could do coloured stuff. We could we could blow blow it and make it into spooky looking clowns that old grannies could have in their house. <laughs> the possibilities <laughs> are endless. <laughs> Glass. Glass is an incredible thing, but the bird didn't understand it, and it kept going bang, bang, bang. So I opened the back door, and then on the advice of various people on Twitter, I went outside and I hang a. I, I held up a huge blanket mm. against the glass, right? right? So the bird then goes, whoa, what's that? That's not see-through anymore. Mm. And then immediately it diverts its path and goes out the door. My mum's just texted me about saying, I remember it happening to you. What did you do to help it get out? This one just flew out the window after it flew around a bit, being nosy. There was a dead one too. Poor fucker. <laughs> Must have starved to death. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> There was a dead one too, the poor fucker. What? What do you mean? What dead one? There was a dead one too. What? The, where? How did it die? Where did it get? How did it get in? So she's saying that one crow flew out of the chimney, out of the fireplace, right, and flew around the house having mm. a look around, having a little pipe around, see what they've got here. <laughs> Might tell see, me pals the magpies. They got any silver? Any jewels? <laughs> I've got some mates who are magpies, and they uh, I give them tip-offs, and they sort me out. Because that's what we do, because we gossip, crows. That's what we, we help do. help each other out. I'm not in the silverware business. Magpies, they love it. So I often get in the houses, scope them out, tell them where the silverware is, and they usually they pay me in worms. You're drinking it for me. Usually a drink of worms. <laughs> And drink a worm, worm juice. <laughs> Pint of worms, please. <laughs> right, so... But she's saying that it flew out and had a look around, but she's also said there was also a dead one. Does that mean that when the live one flew out, a dead one just fell I don't fell know. Out? The, I don't know. Uh, crows kind of do hunting packs sometimes, don't they? So they both come she's in together. She's got a dead crow in her house now. One of them landed on the, on the, on the fireplace because it's just fallen. Couldn't fly. Because the chimney's so small. I, I can't know. wait to hear what Rod does with it. Because, you know, I've told you before about the weird, the weird things that Rod gets up to. Like, last yeah. time we were at the Isle of Wight, this is unexplained, out in the garden, there was a corn on the cob mm. hanging from the fence. Mm. So 
there was a nail in the fence, mm. a bit of string had been tied to the nail, and the other end of the string had been tied tightly around the crown of a corn on the cob. Right. And it was hanging there. Yeah. And I took a picture, sent it to my mum and said, what the fuck's this all about? And she went, I've no idea. So it's your fucking garden. She went, I'll ask Rod. And I said to her, have you asked him yet? And she went, yeah, he just didn't respond. <laughs> he looked straight through her. Wow. So he's he's a weird bloke. And I told you about the time when Len, when he was a kid, blocked the toilet up with a big shit. Yeah. And I asked for the plunger. And Rod literally fucking charged. He heard what was happening. And before I could take action, he charged out of the room he was in, pushed me out of the way, said, I'll deal with it, ran in, and gleefully plunged his bare yeah. hand into the shitty toilet bowl to unblock it. That's... Right? And then came out with all shit on his hands, like, sorted. And I thought, what the fuck? What's that, a power play? That's... I think you, you... I ran it past you at the time, and you said it was a definite power play. Yeah, I think also, as though it's a man with medical training as well, though, isn't it? He's not afraid of bodily fluids. Yeah, he's used to handling exactly. shit. But I, I will tell you now, I'll give you an update, and then we'll get on to yesterday's hero. Right, but I will tell you now, if there is a dead... No, all I'll say is, if there is a dead crow in their house at the moment in the Isle of Wight, there will be a fucking guaranteed cast iron story about Rod doing something weird with the dead crow. There is no way that Rod would just do... Like, if you found a dead crow, what would you do? Chuck it in the bin? Put in the bin, in a bag, carry a bag, bin, gone. Yeah. And then out front. Yeah, I think that's what most yeah. people would do. I'm fucking telling you, Rod will do something like he'll cook it and eat it or something like that. Or if it was like... 13 days before the bin collection, I'd take it to the skip. Let them deal with it. Yeah, because you don't want it fucking rotting in your in your bin exactly. with like a days. load of maggots. Nah, then you've got maggots and you've got yeah, flies and all that. Mate, sorts. I get weekly collection. This is the north-south divide. I get weekly nah, collections of my yeah. rubbish. That's that's out of order. Well, this is what happens. This is what happens. You pay your fucking taxes. We, we do, yeah, but of course, most of the council tax is centrally given out by the government, isn't it? And some areas of the country get more than Fuck others. So. So, yeah, of course there's a north-south divide. We get fucked over, aren't we? But this is it. We hear about it in the south. Yeah. And those of us, and the bleeding heart liberals like me go, oh, it's really bad that there's a north-south divide. But we don't really know what it means. And it's that is, that is what we're talking example. about. Why do you, you have to have fucking rubbish out your head you, you for two weeks? You want to try coming up here and getting on a bus, trying to get from A to B on a bus. If possible, yeah. London TFL, you can get anywhere at any time on oh, a bus. Yeah. You, you never have to wait for and buses, it'll take, yeah. And it'll cost you what one pound eighty or something. It goes far as you something, want. Something I don't know. You'll mm. try and get a fucking bus where I live, about a mile out the city centre, into the city centre after eight pm. Fucking can't be done, and it'll cost you at least two pound fifty. Ridiculous. Fucking hell. They go on about the trains Why? all the time. The buses are the problem. Why? Why it's are they the, doing there's this? Just no buses. But why, why, are, it, why are the government like, yeah, fuck that, we're not investing in those yeah, places? exactly, there's no money in it for us, we'll not do it. Shit. I, I heard on the radio there was about 1,500 new jobs, uh, Nissan jobs in yeah, Sunderland announced last week. batteries for electric cars, apparently. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, so hopefully that'll fucking... But will you see any of the money? That's that's PAYE money. That goes to the Treasury, and then the Treasury can redistribute that as they choose, and they'll give it to their pals in Kensington and Chelsea yeah. to build well, a new... Put, I don't know. They might put a couple of new buses on to Nissan 
That'll be about it, probably. Yeah, exactly. It'll just be Nissan and back. Nah, it's good. It's good because obviously the worry is with, with Brexit leaving the EU that. Um, yeah, Nissan no, we thought they were going to fuck off completely. Instead, but, uh, they've done new jobs. Yeah, exactly. We've done um, some new jobs. What were we talking about before? before just the crow. Week? I'm sorry that oh, I hijacked yeah. the episode, but I'd literally just got the message about this crow, and I feel that that is emergency pod worthy under no, normal no, circumstances. That's, that's absolutely right. And it's another, uh, another uh, advantage of subscribing to the AFS. Yeah, and not getting exactly. this We're not going to give time. this story to the freeloaders, but I would like to hear from any cunters who've had a bird on the loose in their house, and just tell us what happened and any tips because it can happen to the best of us. I, I thankfully well, we don't did, have a chimney yeah. in this house. We had a, we had one once when I was a kid. I think it might have been a thrush, and it mm. got in and it was in the living room, um, and I think we threw a towel over it, <laughs> and caught, <laughs> caught it in a towel. And then chucked it outside. There's a, you can catch any animal in a towel if your towel's big enough. Any uh, creature can be can be yeah. you know captured within a towel. Animals don't like towels. It's like the no. way that birds don't understand glass. They also most animals don't understand toweling as a concept. <laughs> what is it? It's not cotton as such. It's not wool. <laughs> it's not silk. It's something <laughs> between all of those things. It's quite it don't make sense. But also quite hard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. New towels yeah, are a nightmare, aren't they, Andy? You know when yeah, you get a new it. towel and it doesn't dry you for the first fucking month, just moves the water I'm, around. Yeah, that's what I've, I've just bought two new towels last week. What are you going to do about it? Do you think that'll happen if you keep using them? Then eventually, they'll, they'll keep stop using them. If you keep using them, they get better with age. But a new towel will not dry you. No, it's too soft. And so what you could do is like, so my cousin in Italy, when he gets a new coffee pot, you know, like these metal ones that are sort mm. of like cone shaped. <laughs> Look, our matey boy who we know sent me one. And that's how he makes his coffee. They're, I think they're called a mocha. And because of what they're like in Italy, it's so fancy. He goes, when you get a new mocha, he went, it, the coffee tastes of the metal for the first 100 cups. It's disgusting. Whoa, you have to 100. wear it in. So I go, well, what do you do about that then? He goes, when I buy the new mocha, I make 100 pots and throw them away. <laughs> I went, have you got the time to do that? 100? He goes, I put a day aside, sometimes a whole weekend, and I just do other things. I read a book or whatever, make phone calls, but the whole time I'm just making pots of coffee, and each time it's boiled and finished, I chuck it straight down sick and make the next one. Fucking hell, that's dedication I, for you, now. And it? I go, well... And then I, when I got sent a new one by our mate who sent us things sometimes, I went, I sent him a picture. I sent my cousin a picture. I just got this. I said, and I like said, I, I, but I'll be fucked if I'm going to make a hundred pots and throw them away. And he was like, dead serious. He went, well, I hope you enjoy coffee that tastes of metal then. <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah, I'll fucking do as it goes. <laughs> Metal flavour. When I go and get my latte and fucking stuff, it's like, would you like vanilla or hazelnut? No, have you got any metal flavoured <laughs> syrup? <laughs> Iron filings. <laughs> See, dead then, serious, did, though. Uh, did you make the first one and it just tasted fine? Yeah, it's just fucking fine. But Italians are, <laughs> yeah. Italians yeah. are just weird. They've got, it's all come to like, all, the old, all the old women and stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, they have all these old fucking... Like uh, wives' tales and things, and they li- but like young adults live by it all because the mother is yeah. considered the granny is considered like the god. 
So anything yeah, your grandma says, like grannies in our society, they have very little respect. Rightly so. I mean, yeah, mm. I just read you the sort of text my mum sends me. It's fucking gobbledygook, most of it. Right? <laughs> but anything so we don't we rightly take everything that a, that a nan says in this country the heavy pinch of salt because you think of salt yeah whereas yeah. in italy anything an old woman says they're like <gasps> yeah it's gospel any old woman fucking gospel any old woman in the street says something to you you're like that's that that's the word of god and that's where that'll have come from about the hundred, yeah, oh, hundred pots of coffee definitely and it'll have been applicable Fucking ninety five years ago, but now yeah. they've got different manufacturing, different materials, and there's yeah, there's no metal taste. So he's yeah. just wasted his day doing that. Yeah, yeah, they're all wasting their time. That's why, honestly, this is why the Italian economy has always been one of the shit house economies of Europe, right? <laughs> because they do all these silly things that waste time. Yeah, they, they spend half their days wasting their time on mad shit that old women have told them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so we get on with yeah yesterday's hero. Yeah, <laughs> jalapeno, jalapeno. Right. So where were we? Clint's in his office playing with his skill electric. The pop star who owns a football <laughs> club, and Cloudy's there as well. And obviously, we've we said last week, you know, he wonders why she doesn't want to fuck him. And he sat there on his floor playing with his scale electric. Scale electrics boy. 32-year-old man. Um, and he's given her the third degree about where she was yesterday because he's been ringing her answer phone. And uh, and he asked her how come she ran out of the party so fast on Saturday. Uh, and she says, why is this the third degree? I got tired. I went home. And they turns the attention to uh, Rod because he must know that she's left, left with Rod from the mm. disco on Saturday. And he kind of says, I thought that was all over a long time ago. She says, uh, I don't think it's any of your business. Oh. And she walks out and he uh, he continues to play with the skill extra. Um, oh, no, she doesn't walk out. She, she walks away. And um, oh, hang on a minute. Where are we? Yeah, there's, there's some fucking back, back and forth. And then Cloudy asks why Rod has been suspended. So she's refusing to talk about Rod, but then she wants to know why he's been suspended. And Clint says it's not up to him that Jake calls all the shots. Of course, Jake uh, Marsh is the team manager and he suspended Rod for, if you remember, having uh, a drink of whiskey at halftime in the cup semi-final. <laughs> so he's been suspended for that, which, you know, it makes sense. Maybe it was more of a done thing back in the late 70s, but now nowadays it wouldn't happen with, um, with the England team that are... Uh, on the brink of the Euro 2025. You can't imagine, uh, let's say, Jordan Henderson having a drink of whiskey at half-time. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it's such a modern thing to not expect them to do shit like that, isn't it? But then again, nowadays, what is it after matches? They all have pizza, don't they? Cause it, do they? It, it, yeah, it's carb-loading. Get all the it, carbs it, back it re- in. It restores the carbs that they've lost during the match. Yeah. So that it's it's a regular thing now. Oh, they teams that. to get pizzas delivered after a match. So maybe whiskey does help. We don't know. <laughs> maybe one of us should try drinking whiskey. Because yeah. whiskey's medicinal, isn't it, at the end of the day? Sounds like more old woman stuff to me. Yeah. <laughs> Guinness. Guinness, that's medicinal. It's got iron in it, isn't it? Guinness is pretty much a meal. Anyway, yeah, I digress. Yeah, they say. 
I digress. Uh, so she asks why Rod's been suspended. Clint says, not up to him. Jake calls all the shots. Claudia says, I can't stand him. He's a creep. <laughs> Maybe she likes Jake as well. I don't know. Where's this going? Um, and then Cla- the Claudia's a really good character, I think. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? There's something about she's a well-drawn character. Um, she's got a soft Where's... spot. She's not like she's perfect because she, the, her, she's got a flaw in that she's got this soft spot for a damaged man. Mm. But the way she speaks and the way she sets boundaries and all of that sort of stuff, it's sort of surprisingly modern, but that's Jackie Collins. In I was going to say, it's Jackie Collins. Mm. Didn't someone send us something on social media about there's like a film coming out about no, I did. Jackie I posted that. Did you post yeah. that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, yeah, it was me. I sent it to us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, some fucking geezer sent me something uh, about Jackie Collins. I don't know what his problem was. Oh, it was you. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. 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 A film by Jackie Collins called Lady Boss. Fucking which is one of our most celebrated books. Is, is this out yet? It's out very soon. I think it's out in America, but it's going to be... It's a BBC co-production, so it'll be on... <sighs> I think it'll be on probably... The Imagine Art Strand, and it'll have Alan, Yen- Alan Yentob all over it. Unfortunately, oh, no. Oh. But <laughs> fucking hell, he can ruin something great, can't he? Like Jackie Collins, Lady Boss. You're like, yeah, this is going to be one of the best things I've ever seen. This will yeah. be right up there with that Bob Marley documentary they did, right? Very much <laughs> cut from a similar cloth. Yeah, people have always said Jackie Collins, Britain's Bob Marley, right? Go to Jamaica, you go to Jamaica, you go around one of their markets, loads of middle-class kids wearing T-shirts with pictures of Jackie Collins on. <laughs> the bitch and the stud. Yeah. Uh, and fucking, it's brilliant. And then the end top's going to roll up and fucking make I it imagine, all pretentious. I, I imagine he will do. But apparently people who've seen it say there's no mention of yesterday's hero in it whatsoever, which I find to be... Well, it's not a valid documentary. That in is that it. case, it lacks have full you, credibility. Have you ever seen the put the little clip that I've posted countless times on Twitter of uh, Yentob and Ray Davies uh, from the Kinks? <laughs> I when, think uh, so. But remind me of it. They're in they're in an old derelict building, which I think the Kinks used to rehearse in. Oh, yeah. And Ray's kind of showing him round, <laughs> and he looks. He looks out the window. Ray Davies points to a tree through the window, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, look there. It's a, a listed pear tree. It can't come down." And uh, Yentob goes, "Gosh, look! There are pears on it." <laughs> <laughs> and then Davies goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, look. Fucking well, that just sums Yentob up. I mean, it's how the great. fuck is that mate man still operating? I mean, oh, they did knows. him years ago on his expenses. All these like decent people. Look at someone like Danny Baker, right? Got booted yeah. out of the fucking BBC. Yeah, one yeah, of the great exactly. broadcasting talents of, of 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 his age, of his generation, or any generation, right? For a, for a fucking well, we won't get into it, but for a, a tweet that was almost that was basically purposefully misinterpreted by dickheads, right? Yeah. And then and then you got Yentop. He was done in some BBC expenses scandal for fucking blowing money on whatnot. And do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, just basically taking the piss at licensed players' expense. Hopefully, that could probably draw legal action, me saying that. But fuck it, it'd be good publicity if Yentop sues up like Time Machine. <laughs> 
And he's still standing. He still gets to fucking ruin documentaries by turning up and with his top button done up and no tie, talking shit to legends like Ray Davis about fucking pears. Yeah. God, look, there are pears on it. Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> it's fucking great. I'll post it again later on, if I remember. If not, remind me on the Twitter. Um. So where are we? So, yeah, the secretary buzzes and says that Rod's there to see Clint. And Cloudy immediately goes off and hides. I think it's in a cupboard. So uh, Rod storms in. What's all this suspension shit? <laughs> Brilliant response. <laughs> and, uh, Clint just goes on the defensive. He says, it's all your fault. Nothing I can do about it. Uh, uh, Rod says, all my fault. I played tonight. I scored. I scored a goal. What's <laughs> about goals? Goals. You can't, have, can't win matches without scoring goals, and I scored one. One of Wait, the John Watson says it was the best, one of the best ones I've ever scored. Boy, it was only a tapping. It was with my foot, or possibly my head. I can't remember, but I tell you this much: she was definitely a fucking goal because I heard everyone shouting about it. Because <laughs> all the lads come over and give you a cuddle. That's how you know it's, it's, it's a goal. <laughs> and they give you a big cuddle. I felt, I felt nearly that. a box. <laughs> now you're telling me I'm suspended. That's just silly. <laughs> all I did was add a little juke to celebrate the goal. And I thought, well, it's <laughs> going to keep my spirits up. I might score another three or four. That's what keeps me going. <laughs> keeps me ending ticking over. Go- goals pay the rent. As they say on the telly. You know what they say? No goals without whiskey. <laughs> Who says that? Yeah, well-known well known proverb. I, I think John Watson said it. There are no goals without whiskey anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Clint says, uh, according to Jake, he caught you boozing at half-time. And uh, Rod just ignores that. And he says, you brought me here. You told me how great it was going to be, even though I had a great job lined up in America. Which he didn't. <laughs> he didn't at all. He thought he might do, but that wasn't going to happen. So he had to go to the Saints. He says, you were very persuasive. So I agreed. Even though I knew there'd be trouble with Marsh. Um, it, it just turns into a big tirade. Clint goes, look, look, I'm, del- I'm very delighted that you came. Uh, Rod continues, you're delighted. Can you imagine how I feel with Marsh on my back the whole time, pricking me, pushing me, prodding me? (laughs) (laughs) He says, newspapers needling me. Now this suspension. It's Shakespearean, this, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Well done, Jackie Collins. What do you say? Listen, you got pushing me, into me this. pricking me, pushing me, pricking me. The, you marsh on my back the whole time, pricking me, pushing me, prodding me. Newspapers wow. needling me. That is beautiful, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, you we got me being, into this. We hate being pushed, pushed, prodded, and pricked by people, don't we? That's I really we relate to him here. Yeah, we hate it. Yeah, yeah, it happens to us. I mean, it can happen in all, all walks of life, people can't it? Trying to do it. Uh, you got me into this. Now I want to play in that final. It's my fault, but I'll apologise to Marsh if it'll help. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Clint says he'll talk to Jake, but he can't promise anything. And uh, Rod heads for the door, 
and then it, with a big clang, Rod makes the point that we've all been thinking for this entire scene. He says, it'll be nice to think that the Saints are just another expensive toy. As he walks out, uh, there, Clint looks down at his electric car in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and thinks, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> it's, it's a metaphor. Here is a metaphor, says Jackie Collins. Uh-huh. But the weird thing is, Clint doesn't have the Skelextra's car in his hand while they're having the conversation. It just appears there. Back continuity. When when, uh, Rod says that at the end. So a bit of a continuity error there in an otherwise flawless film. Um, And uh, Clint looks down at his Skelextra's car. He's been well and truly schooled. Cloudy comes out of the cupboard, asks if uh, Clint's going to put him back on the team. Clint says, what do you care? Clint's got his fucking back up here. And uh, Cloudy says, I'd just like you to fix it. So uh, then we cut to a scene where Rod's back in his bed sit and he's trying to ring Cloudy. And again, straight to the answer phone. He's sitting on his bed with the phone on his bed and he just smashes the handset down onto the cradle, which you could do with those old Bakelite phones. Oh, yeah. I missed that, mate. It's really hard to, like respond to an angering phone call with the same sort of drama that you used to. Um, the best thing you can do is when you finish the call that you're angry about to demonstrate you're angry is chuck your phone. Like as far well, as you can chuck you, it. But who does that? Because the, the one of the biggest fears in our lives is the cracking of the screen, isn't it? I fucking it can chuck it out a train window if I'm angry enough. Moving train. You have done or you would do. I'd do it. I've done it. I chuck it in a river. Let the fuck, let the cunts know how, how fucking serious you are. <laughs> they wouldn't have a fucking clue. They'd fucking know. They wouldn't have a fucking clue. I, I'd At get least... some other cunt. I'd go to my wife. Right, you film me now, right? Film me with your phone. On your right, phone. here we go. Lob, chuck it in the <laughs> hold river. Hold on, hold on. I'll take the SIM card out first. Hang on. Have you got one of the little tools you need to take the SIM card out? Okay. I've got one on me. It might work with a paper clip. You got a paper clip? <laughs> No, I'm oh, still angry. <laughs> I'll be able to sustain the anger. <laughs> I'll be even more angry by the time I get this fucking SIM card out. <laughs> pain in the arse. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'll be this with the old phones. You could slam them down, and the person would kind of They're hear the night. noise of it crashing down before it cut off the line. Yeah, but no. What what you can, what, can, what do you do now? You just press the call end yeah. button angrily. Press, press. Yeah, but, yeah, but they didn't know you've pressed it angrily, do they? It's just yeah. a fucking disconnection. You, you fucking pressing prick. <laughs> <laughs> press extra hard press. <laughs> so we call do. We've all, been, we've all been emasculated these days. Like, yeah, we can't smash anymore. We just have to press. Mm. Not good enough, is it? No. Uh, so there we are. We'll leave it there um, because it's about to cut to another big scene in a restaurant with Cloudy and Jake and Clint. And oh man, I tell you what, I'm I'm just going to make some really brief notes for the rest of this film because we need to get through it. I can't do this for another six months. It's just not acceptable. Listener, Andy is having an existential crisis on air now. It was like the way you said that. It was like it was like you didn't realise you were saying it out loud. <laughs> That's what it was like. You were just like, oh man, I just can't carry on with this. 
<laughs> oh, sorry, was no, I saying that? Just... <laughs> this, this is just episode 20 fucking four, and we've just done another... We've, sp- we've spoken about crows in houses in the Isle of Wight, yeah, and the invention of glass, and we just haven't got anywhere with this film again. I'm, I'm just... Two more episodes, right? Two more. But just say um, what happens just... in the end. Say it now. What happens in the end? No! Oh, okay. No, because... <laughs> no. Maybe next week, if I get more frustrated. <laughs> Two more episodes, we promise. Goodbye. Bye. Saving money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Saving money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big-